Luke 17 and verse number 11. And when you have it, <clears throat> shout amen. I read today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and the word of the Lord says it so. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. That's important. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. One out of the ten. Turned back and with a voice. <laughs> and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Next verse. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Where are the other nine? In other words, what the Lord is saying is, Where is my thanksgiving? Where is my thanksgiving? And that's what I want to talk to you for a little while on today. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you now. We worship you and glorify your name. Add blessing to your word and minister to your people in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. Where is my thanksgiving? Amen. It's interesting to me, hallelujah, that Jesus is walking towards Jerusalem and he goes through <clears throat> Samaria and Galilee and he and he and these 10 men who are going through a similar situation recognize that it is Jesus that's coming and do not uh, refrain from opening their mouth to get his attention. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus is not necessarily walking in their direction, but they need a miracle. And the thing that I like about these individuals is that uh, they know who to go to when they are in trouble. And I just wonder if I got a few people in here today. Hallelujah. 
who like these men, no, you don't have it all together. And like these individuals, hallelujah, you might be going through some circumstances yourself. They may not be the same circumstances that these men were going through. But if you can just be honest in the house of the Lord and, and admit, hallelujah, that I might be going through some things and I don't have it all together. But I know who to go to. When I'm overwhelmed, hallelujah. Uh, by the vicissitudes of life. And the Bible says they did not hold back, but they lifted up their voice and they lifted up loud. Amen? Uh, you know, because listen, Jesus was not close to them and nor was he walking in their direction. Amen? And these people had an attitude that said, you know what? I got to get his attention and I got to get his attention today. Because if he walks away and I don't get his attention today, I may never get my miracle. And I wish I just had people, hallelujah, who knew how to come to church. The Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, hallelujah. There's a way, <clears throat> there's a way you come into the house, hallelujah. And watch this. They, listen, ten of them, similar situation, but none of them, hallelujah, is intimidated. None of them is concerned about what the other one is going to think. Uh, if I shout too loud, they might think I'm, 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 I'm crazy. If I shout, uh, what are they going to say about me? Uh, uh, you know, I, I got to protect my dignity. The devil is a liar. If you need a miracle and, and Jesus is the only one that can help you and you know it, hallelujah, you'll have no problem opening your mouth and giving God praise in this place this morning. <clears throat> Amen, somebody. I'm, I'm, I love this particular story because it's interesting what Jesus tells these men. Obviously, they get Jesus' attention. There is a praise that will get Jesus' attention. Amen, somebody. And so Jesus uh, uh, hears them and gives them a word. They shout out a petition and Jesus sends them a word. All you need is a word. Amen, somebody. And so watch this. They said, have mercy on us. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, you listen at that and, and, and you may not really understand, hallelujah, exactly what Jesus meant by sending them to the priest. But if you like to study and you have some time, you go to Leviticus chapter 14. We won't do it today. But Leviticus 14 allows us to know why Jesus told them that. Because if you were a leper, hallelujah, there was a process that had to take place before you could ever re-enter society. Amen. And if you were a leper, it meant you had this skin condition that was very contagious. So you, you would become an outcast and you would be separated from society. And so when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he's actually saying something very powerful. Because even the lepers knew at that moment to go show themselves to the priest is only something you do after you have been free from leprosy. You don't go show yourself to the priest for him to examine you so that you can re-enter into society unless you have already been healed. So you have to understand that when Jesus told these men, go show yourselves to the priest, he was in essence telling them, you are healed. You are healed. Watch this. The only problem with that was that if they took a, a, a quick look... <laughs> At the moment, at that moment after receiving the word, uh, their skin was still hanging off their body. And, and the, the amazing thing is that Jesus sends them a word and the implication in the word is you are healed already. 
but they don't see no manifestation. See, and the problem with this is that we live in a generation that tries to teach people that seeing is believing. And that's, that's how it works in the kingdom of this world. But in the kingdom of God, hearing is believing. Oh, God. I said hearing is believing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he was saying, you are healed. They're looking to see it. But Jesus said, all you need to do is hear it. And then move on what you hear. And watch the manifestation of my power. Let me give you my first point very quickly on today. It's simply this. Watch this. The manifestation of miracles most often come as a result of what you do with the word you heard. I'm going to read that one more time. The manifestation of miracles most often come as a result of what you do with what you heard. We just said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We just declared that hearing is believing. But watch this, manifestation is the result of doing. It is quiet in here. My Bible says faith without works is dead. Being alone. If your faith doesn't have its partner, which is action, with it you have lonely faith. If you have a belief that doesn't act upon what it believes, your faith is single. Are you hearing this preacher? You could hear it, but hearing is not enough. You could hear it, you could believe it, you could even talk about it. And it's still not enough. Because many people are talking about it, but very few are walking in it. God have mercy in this place. Hallelujah. The Bible says, watch this, he who hears and does my word, he is likened unto a wise man who builds his house upon the rock. He who hears and does. The foolish man is the man that hears only. This is why the Bible says, do not be a hearer of the word only, but be a doer of the word. The wisdom, watch this, is in the application. In other words, watch this, look at somebody next to you real quick and say, if you want to see it, you got to do it. Oh God, say that one more time. If you want to see it, you got to do it. You can't just believe for it, and you can't just talk about it. You got to do it. God have mercy in here. Hallelujah. Oftentimes, Jesus will always give an instruction first before he releases a miracle. I said Jesus would often give an instruction first before he releases a miracle. And most often, that instruction was illogical. Oh, yes, illogical. 
He told one man, stretch forth your hand. Only problem with that was the man's hand was withered. How can I stretch it forth if it's withered? It's illogical. But I just told you to do it. And my word changes everything. God help me in here. Hallelujah. If I tell you to do it, you can do it. God help. That'll preach right there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He told another man, watch this, stand up. What do you mean stand up? I'm paralyzed. He said, I know, but I just told you to stand up. Take your bed and walk. Oh, God help me in here. I can't move. Just move on my word. Are you in this place? Uh, he told a widow woman, hallelujah, watch this, who only had but a little flask of oil. Go out into the neighborhood and borrow many vessels, not a few. Why would I need all those vessels that are empty if all I have is a flask of oil? Because I told you to do it. And if you know that story like I do, hallelujah, she came back with Tremendous amounts of vessels. And Jesus says, start pouring the oil from the flask in the vessel. And the oil kept flowing. And the oil kept flowing. Two vessels, three vessels, four vessels, five vessels later. And the oil kept flowing. And the oil only stopped flowing when there was no more room for him to fill. God, help me in here. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here? Watch this. He told another individual, watch this, uh, at the wedding of Cana when they ran out of wine. You remember this story. He said, go get the water pots and fill them with water and then draw out from one of the pots and give it to the king. And if you're there, you're saying, I ain't giving the king water. He's expecting something else. And Jesus, in essence, is saying, just do what I say. God, help me in here. And you will see the manifestation of the miraculous. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. He told the people, watch this of Israel, walk around the walls of Jericho. This is illogical. Just walk around. Don't say nothing. Walk around. One time. Every day. For six days. And on the seventh day, seven times. And after you walk around seven times, look at the walls. And then say something. Then shout, and the walls are going to come down. That is illogical. But God will always give you an illogical instruction before he releases a miracle in your life. The challenge is for you to hear God's word, trust and believe it, and act upon it. Are you blessed in here? You have a widow woman in the Bible who has one meal left. One meal, she says, me and my child are going to eat this last meal, and then we're going to die. And the prophet said, nah, nah, bake me a cake first. You, you know, you that woman, you might be thinking, you crazy. I could imagine CNN having a bowl with that. Preacher takes widow woman's last meal. Amen. Because God's ways <laughs> are not the ways of this world. He said, bake me a cake first, watch this, and your meal barrel will never run dry. Just act upon my word and watch the miraculous. 
Isn't that amazing? The manifestation of miracles most often come as a result of what you do with the word you heard. Do you got a word? Because, you know, I hear people all the time, I got a word over my life. You don't understand, Pastor, I got a word over my life. And, and, and I'm believing God. I'm believing God. You got a word? I got a question. What are you doing with the word you have? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because if you want to see the miraculous, it's going to depend on what you do with the word you heard. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Let me hurry up. Uh, there were ten wretched, forsaken, disheartened men. They were hopeless. Please understand that leprosy, watch this, is a disease uh, upon which they had no cure. It was in essence a, a, a death sentence that was being carried out little by little. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, if you had leprosy, let me tell you, it was very serious. Parts of it, 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 you know, the only thing we can come close to comparing it today to is cancer. But listen, uh, parts of your body would begin to fall off. It was a death sentence. You know, one day it would be a finger. The next day it could be a toe. Hallelujah. Another day it could be an ear. But that's how serious it was. Uh, leprosy was considered to be, watch this, something that was uh, very contagious. So lepers were driven out of town and they could not associate with anybody. These men were hopeless and they were helpless. But the amazing thing is that they formed a fellowship among themselves. They formed a fellowship among themselves. The Bible says that they were ten and they were all together. Watch this. And while they had similar situations, hallelujah, uh, amazingly, they encouraged each other to keep on fighting. Oh, God, help me in this place. Because, watch this, it does something to you when you realize that you are not the only one that's going through what you're going through. God, help me in here. As a matter of fact, we had a men's meeting, right, on Friday night. Hallelujah. And I don't know if anybody else noticed, but I did because I'm very observant. There were 10 of us in this meeting. Hallelujah. And some of us left the meeting saying, man, I needed this. I needed this because it was just good to, to realize that I was not the only one that was frustrated. That I, that I wasn't the only one that was going through. That I wasn't the only one, hallelujah, who was disheartened. That I wasn't the only one who felt like I should be further along in life than I am right now. And it was something about sharing, hallelujah, that made the men leave and say, you know what? We got to keep on fighting. We got to keep on fighting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Fellowship is important. They saw Jesus, watch this, and, and, and then they heard him and their hopes begin to rise. Yeah, something about getting in the presence of God that will do something to somebody. And all of a sudden, watch this, they reached the point of believing. That's what Jesus will do to an individual and they began to dream again. These people have a hopeless disease, watch this, and all of a sudden, after seeing Jesus, they feel like they have a chance to live again. Oh God, have mercy. Through fellowship, these lepers had the courage to keep on going. Everybody else would have told them they were going to die. That it is useless to ask for help. 
you're wasting your time. But what I like about these lepers is that they didn't listen to what anybody else would say. They brought their issue to Jesus. I said they brought their issue to Jesus. In other words, they came to Jesus. And, and listen, oh my God, before I really start getting happy in here, I want to just give somebody some credit. I want to give the people of God some credit because I can't help but be reminded, watch this, that we, like these lepers, were in a similar state at one time. Watch this. You have to understand they have a skin condition. And I don't know if you remember because sometimes, you know, we get so saved, we forget what we got saved from. Hallelujah. But the reality is that we had a flesh issue. I said we had a flesh issue. Their skin condition is really, watch this, an illustration of our sin condition. We were in a sin condition that we could not get ourselves out of. We were in a sin condition, hallelujah, that no matter what we did on our own strength, it was not going to change our fate. For the Bible said that the wages of sin is death. Just like, hallelujah, leprosy will kill you, sin will kill you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we were in a state of sin, a situation that no man could get himself out of. Hallelujah. But watch this. I want to give you credit because unlike some people who are still in their sin condition, you brought your issue to Jesus. Ah, do I got anybody in here? Hallelujah. Uh, I wish I had somebody in here that would get happy, hallelujah, because in all actuality, you made a real good decision when you decided one day, hallelujah, I'm going to bring my issue to Jesus. I realize that I can't do anything about this issue. I realize, hallelujah, that I'm in a dilemma that I cannot get myself out of. But I heard of this Nazarene. I heard of this Galilean who has power, hallelujah. And so I'm going to take my issues to him. I wish I had somebody in here that was grateful, hallelujah, who had begun to get grateful this week. I dare you look at somebody next to you and just high-five them, high-five them to remind them, best decision we ever made, hallelujah. No, 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 you got to give a high-five like you're about to win the big game, hallelujah. High-five them and say, best decision we ever made, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it was the best decision I ever made. I'm no longer in a state of sin. I'm in a state of righteousness. Right standing with God. And it ain't even because of my own goodness. It's because of His goodness that I stand before you upright. Oh, that's a good God. Hallelujah. Woo, God. Watch this. How serious was this condition? To the rabbis, the priests that they were supposed to present themselves to, the cure of a leper was as difficult to them as raising somebody from the dead. That's how hard it was to them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, if you read your Bible carefully and you look for lepers that have been healed in your Bible, we only have two accounts and they're in the Old Testament. And one was Miriam, who was the sister of Moses, who spoke, watch this, against her own brother. You didn't talk about Moses. I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, you didn't talk about that man of God. Watch this. And then there was Naaman, the centurion, a soldier who wasn't even a Jew. God help me in this place. Hallelujah. Who was told, watch this, dip in the Jordan. Another illogical instruction, by the way. Dip in the Jordan seven times and you'll be clean. In other words, get in a dirty river. 
dip in it seven times and watch me clean you. It wasn't the water that cleaned them. Obviously, the water was dirty. It was the water of the word that cleansed the man. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? Two accounts. Watch this. And if you study out very carefully, since that time till the time that we are talking about right now, 700 years have gone by. And nobody has been healed from leprosy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when somebody came to a priest and said, I'm free from leprosy. According to Leviticus, there was a long process of examination that had to take place before you were rendered free. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. So watch this. These guys say, have mercy on us. And Jesus sees a way to test them. Can I help you in here? Your faith will be tested. He didn't just give them a miracle. He gave them a word to test them. To see what they would do with the word they were given. Oh God, have mercy in here. Your faith will be tested. A faith that's not tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh God. Your, your faith will be tested. Amen. As a matter of fact, we really don't find out where you are in your faith until the test comes. That's why I'm never impressed with anybody who talks to me about how great their faith is. I don't get impressed at all. Oh, you don't understand, Pastor. I believe God for big things. I'm going to be like, praise God. And then I'm just going to watch when trouble comes. Because your faith is not simply determined by what you say. It's determined by what you endure. That's why it's called a shield of faith. A shield is not an offensive weapon. It is a defensive weapon. When you show me how you can block the vicissitudes of life and all the hell that comes against you, it talks to me about your faith. Are you hearing this preacher? Your faith will be tested. Amen. If Job were here, Job will tell you your faith is going to be tested. Satan came to God, hallelujah, and said, listen, if you stop blessing him, I tell you, he'll curse you to your face. Ah, Job only serves you for stuff, and as long as you keep blessing him, he'll keep praising you. But if you let me take away his stuff, he'll curse you. And you know what God said? Go right ahead. <laughs> and you're in here, and you're thinking, okay, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. I know, but let me give you New Testament then. Jesus comes to Peter and says, Peter, the devil has asked to sift you as wheat. And could you, I could imagine Peter, because you know Peter, always getting in trouble with his mouth. I could imagine Peter saying, you know, just coming up to Jesus and going, what'd you tell him, Jesus? <laughs> Come on, you can tell me, what'd you tell him? Did you like ninja slap him? You know, because I can't do nothing to him in the flesh. He's a spirit, but you, Jesus, you can... What'd you do, Jesus? You told him, no way. Huh? You cast him out, right? Yes. <laughs> you spiritually suplexed him. And Jesus looks, Jesus looks at him and says, nah, I just said a little prayer. <laughs> and and Peter, Peter's like, come again? I just said a little prayer. What'd you pray? You, you, oh, I know what you prayed, Jesus. You prayed, 
God, if he comes within 10 feet of him, squash him like a grape. That's what you prayed, right, Jesus? No, my prayer had nothing to do with him. Had everything to do with you. I prayed, God, don't let his faith fail. In other words, I'm going to let the test come to see if you really trust me. I heard what you said, Peter, when you said all of these will forsake you, but not me. But we got to test that. See, you got to be careful what you say. Because oftentimes, it will be tested. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Oh, God, help me in this place. Hallelujah. The healing didn't take place until after they obeyed. So the miracle has everything to do with how you follow instructions, even illogical ones. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, we just want the healing. But God wants to know, what are you going to do with the, hurt, with the word you just heard? Sometimes we want instantaneous healing before we'll believe that Jesus can heal us. But the faith here is shown in the going. The Bible says they got healed as they went. In other words, they heard the word, go, and they began to walk. They saw the miraculous in their progression. Has anybody been progressing this year? Are you hearing this preacher? Watch this. God expects us to act on his truth, obey, and trust God for the rest. In other words, the goal in life was to follow Jesus first and then trust him for the rest. Trust him for the results. This is not, listen, this is the walk of faith. Oh, boy. And so your faith must always result in action. Faith is not simply a theological understanding. It requires that you do something. Amen? I have another observation, hallelujah, in reading this text that I want to share with you today. It's simple, hallelujah. Through their obedience, the lepers were healed. But watch this. The text says nine started running in one direction and one ran in a different direction. Hallelujah, Jesus. Nine ran in one direction and one of them in a different direction. Isn't that interesting? Put my second point up there real quickly. True followers run to embrace the healer as their greatest value and not the healing. I'm going to read that one more time. True followers run to embrace the healer as their greatest value and not the healing. Oh, God, help me. Sometimes we chase blessings more than we chase the blesser. I could imagine the other nine, watch this, when Jesus says, show yourself to the priest. If they understood what that meant, when they saw that they, were got, that they got healed, they were running back, hallelujah, to where the priests were because they were excited about the blessing. They were excited about the blessing of re-entering society. They were excited about reconnecting, perhaps, with family members because, remember, they had to get 
separated. Perhaps family members that they have, hallelujah. Perhaps children, perhaps a loved one, perhaps a spouse, hallelujah. We don't know, the Bible doesn't specify, but they were eager to get back into the blessing of reconnecting with society. But one of them saw that the greatest value was not in the healing, but in the healer. So he goes back to the one who healed him to thank him. And he falls on his face and he begins to worship. And the thing that's intriguing to me is that the one who did it was a Samaritan. And the Bible is clear to let us know that. Most scholars agree that the other nine, since they're not distinguished or, or, or not separated, hallelujah, they were nine Jews. And one of them was a Samaritan. And the one that came back to thank God was the Samaritan. Those who truly follow Jesus will embrace him as their greatest value. Do I got any true followers in the house? If you are a true follower, this will result, watch this, in a very loose grip concerning the gifts, but a very tight grip on the giver. I said a very loose grip on the gifts that come from the giver and a very tight grip on the giver because you understand that his gifts, hallelujah, are things given to you so that you can use for the expansion and the purpose of his kingdom. And so you understand that anything he gives you, he may ask for it back to test whether or not you love the gifts more than the giver, the blessing more than the blesser, the healing more than the healer. Never be surprised if he ask you for the thing you love the most. Because the Bible says you can't have two masters. So I will always test your heart to see who you love the most. Abraham, give me your son, your only son, your miracle baby. Put him on the altar and sacrifice him unto me. And Abraham puts his son on the altar, holds up his knife, and God says, Stay your hand because now I know you love me. Oh, you don't hear me. I didn't need you to do it. I just needed to know you would do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ah, if you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. I think that we often look at Thanksgiving backwards. Some of you are looking at me like, no, I don't got it backwards. <laughs> I know what Thanksgiving means, Pastor. I think that we look at it backwards sometimes because I think that we see Thanksgiving as simply looking back at the things that God has done for us or the things, hallelujah, that we have, right? But I will submit to you that it's more than that. Put my third point up on the screen very quickly. Thanksgiving is not just looking back at the blessings you have received, but also looking forward to the blessings you can receive. Amen. I'm going to say that one more time. Thanksgiving is not just looking back at the blessings you have received, but also looking forward to the blessings you can receive. And this story right here actually shows you, watch this, that giving thanks is not just looking back, but it's also an open door to enter into greater blessings. 
That's why you enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, hallelujah, will open doors. Will create opportunities that those that do not give thanks will never see. Oh God. And if you look at this text carefully, you will see what I'm talking about. Because watch this. The lepers who were healed, watch this, and did not thank Jesus had the blessing of healing, but did not have the blessing of wholeness. I said they had the blessing of healing, but they did not have the blessing of wholeness. If you look at the story very carefully, you will see that Jesus offered the one that came back with thanksgiving more than he offered the others. Oh God, because those who have a thanking uh, or a thanksgiving spirit, hallelujah, will always be offered more. Oh God, have mercy in this place, hallelujah. On this Thanksgiving holiday, don't let your blessings cause you to forget to be thankful, church. I believe, listen, I believe that the act of coming to church is a gesture of thanksgiving. Just like this man coming back to Jesus. The fact that you're here, I like to believe, is because you came, hallelujah, to tell Jesus, thank you. I appreciate what you've done in my life. And that's why I'm here. I'm full of gratitude toward you. And that's why I come here to lift up holy hands because I know what you've done. Hallelujah. And I can see what you're doing in my life. Hallelujah. Mm, you could have done something else this morning, but you came to church to say thank you. Hallelujah. Woo. When the leper, listen, the first time he came, he got a physical blessing. But when he came back, he got a spiritual blessing. Jesus looked at this man and said, hallelujah, go. This is the second go. The first go, hallelujah, gets you a physical miracle. The second go gets you a spiritual miracle. Go, watch this, for your faith has made you whole. Not just healed, whole. You could be healed, but not God, help me in here. You could be healed, but not whole. You could come out of the cave like Lazarus and still be wrapped up. You could be out of Egypt, but Egypt, not out of you. You're not saying nothing in here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Watch this. The man learned that spiritual blessings are more important than physical blessings. I'm going to say that one more time. Spiritual blessings are more important than spiritual blessings. Physical blessings are temporary. Can I mess with you? Even the healing of your body is temporary. But salvation? Ooh, that's eternal. But we got the nerve to get upset at God sometimes because he's not blessing us with things we see as though we have forgotten that we already have the best gift, which is eternal life. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Oh, God, hallelujah. If you're blessed, shout glory. I wish I had some real people in here that understood that physical blessings don't even make you happy. 
they don't make you happy eternally. They might make you happy for a little while. But they won't, they won't give you eternal joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Oh, God, help me in here. A lot of people, when they receive the physical blessing that they desire, they fail to give God thanks. And as a result, they fail to receive the spiritual blessing. Amen. This is why God often says, when I bless you, don't forget me. Why would God say that numerous times in the Bible? When I bless you, remember the Lord. Because we have a tendency of calling on him when we need him. But then when we get what we need, we don't call him. Hallelujah. The phrase made you whole, watch this, comes from the Greek word. Can I get a little Greeky before we go? Comes from the Greek word, watch this, sozo, which is commonly translated as save. Save. Watch this. I'm not just healing you. I'm saving you. Oh, God, have mercy in here. The one that came back and gave thanks got saved. Are you blessed in here, church? Oh, God, help me in here. Jesus offers this leper more. And this Samaritan receives a deeper salvation in addition. Amen? My God. Gratitude is an important component in our salvation. Because listen to this. Were all ten lepers healed? Yes. That's not the question. Were all ten lepers saved? That is the question. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We know they all got healed. The question is, did they all get saved? Oh, God, have mercy. Listen, all of them were rescued from their disease, but not in the sense of drawing close to God with thankfulness and dependent or dependence. Hallelujah. The nine were saved physically, but not spiritually. That's why Jesus said, where are the other nine? Healing that does not bring you to the feet of Jesus is incomplete. I said healing that does not bring you to the feet of Jesus is incomplete. Healing and salvation, I want to mess with somebody's faith today. They're supposed to go hand in hand. I said they're supposed to go hand in hand. If you know the story of the four men who broke open a roof to lower a paralytic, as they lowered the paralytic, Jesus saw their faith. The Bible says that he told the man, watch this, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees looked at him and said, you ain't allowed to do that. Only God could forgive sins. But they didn't know that the one that was standing there was God in the flesh. And so Jesus looked at them and said, watch this, hallelujah, what is it better for me to say? Your sins are forgiven you, or watch this, get up, take your bed, and walk, for so that you know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. He looks at the man and says, get up, take your bed, and walk. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so what you need to understand is that, watch this, your sins being forgiven, and the healing was supposed to go hand in hand. 
You can't just get healed. And I get saved. That's incomplete. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? If you're blessed in here, shout glory. Let me give you my fourth point because I'm already out of time. Number four. Oh boy. I hope you're ready for this. Celebrate the miracle of God with those outside of your group. Celebrate the miracle of God with those outside of your group. Now, oh, I love what the Bible does. What the Bible does here because uh, you're not to read your Bible loosely. I challenge you when you read your Bible to be very observant of what he says. The who, the what, the where, the why, the when, and the how. Ask yourself questions when reading the text. Why did you have to mention that one of them was a Samaritan? It, 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 it blesses me. Watch this. Ten lepers are relegated out of society. They are, living, they are living separate. They are living impoverished. Hallelujah. They are living lives with very little hope of re-entering mainstream society. And yet, watch this. It's interesting that in this painful, hopeless environment, the Jews, the nine Jews, and the one Samaritan are fighting for their lives together. In other words, they are brothers. One, now, I don't know if you remember, but Jews are not supposed to mix it up with Samaritans. But when they were going through, they didn't see color. I'm preaching now. They didn't see nationality. They weren't concerned with where they came from and whose mama they came from and, and what area they came from. Hallelujah. They were, not, they were not interested in classification. They were all brothers. And they were all going through. And they were all sticking together until healing broke out. And when the healing broke out and when the miracle broke out, the Samaritan lost all his brothers. All his brothers went running in one direction, and he went running in another direction. Isn't that amazing? After the healing came to the Jews, he was still unclean. Mm. They would not celebrate God's miracle with him. They would only celebrate with those who were part of their group. This is why I love the idea of a multicultural church. This is why I love the idea of Joseph wearing a coat that had many colors. Because he is a type of Jesus who wears a coat of many nations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I should be able to celebrate my miracle with all my brothers. You don't hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Because last time I read in Christ there is no, there's neither Greek nor Jew. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In Christ. Hallelujah. We are all. I like to say heavenese. I said we are all heavenese. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're blessed in here shout glory. It broke Jesus' heart that the nation God created, watch this, and blessed, rejected their purpose. They rejected their purpose because their purpose was to be a light 
unto the whole world. And that through Christ, watch this, God would use them to minister and evangelize the whole world. But watch this, these Jews were more interested in their culture and in their religiosity than they were walking in the heart of God. Oh God, have mercy in here. And while this did not detour God's plan to save the masses, Israel would not be the messenger. God later turned to the Gentiles and said, I'm going to use them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're blessed in here, shout glory. So my question to you is simply this. Are you aligned with God's vision for your life? Are you aligned with God's vision for your life? Amen. So what did the disciples learn from this? I'm going to read them very quickly because we got to go. Hallelujah. Hey, put it up on there real quick. This is what I learned out of this story. And, you know, it's something I got to tell you. Outsiders are sometimes more responsive than God's own people. I got about two amens. Outsiders are sometimes more responsive than God's own people. This was a Samaritan. And he was more responsive. Hallelujah. Sometimes just being a certified believer can result in spiritual deafness. Some of us been in church so long, hallelujah, we take the presence of God for granted. We, we, we become familiar with the presence of God, hallelujah. Uh, coming to church becomes a routine. Our praise level diminishes with time. I'm not saying nothing in here, hallelujah. Our response to God's blessing is important, hallelujah. I like, I like his response. The Bible says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice, threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. He was an outsider. Hallelujah. Are you, what, what, you going to wait for God to bring them from the outside in here before you lift your voice and give them praise? I'll be, hallelujah, if I, if I allow somebody fresh out of the door, hallelujah, to start getting used by God while I just sit here, hallelujah, determining whether I'm going to get involved or not. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this place? Hallelujah. I heard an evangelist once say, you want excitement in your church? Just bring new converts in there. Because there's something about the person who gets saved at the moment, hallelujah, who is so filled with joy. You remember, hallelujah, when you first got saved, when God first saved you, you realized that your sins had been washed by the blood of Jesus and you had eternity in you. My God, like the lame man at the gate called beautiful, you came into church jumping and screaming and praising God, hallelujah. Fifteen years later. I still hear God saying, where are the other nine? Where is my thanksgiving? It was his own people that were running after the blessing. And an outsider who ran after the blesser. What are you chasing? Do I got a church in here? Hallelujah. Put the next one, hallelujah. I learned our thanksgiving should be louder than our clamoring request. 
Isn't it amazing that when they first came to Jesus and said, have mercy on me, that was their request. Ten of them were shouting that they wanted something from Jesus. But only one of them was shouting over what Jesus had done. And so watch this, our thanksgiving should be louder than our clamoring requests. Oh God. Notice the thankfulness of the leper's response. He throws himself at his feet in a sign of humility and he touches Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the thing I love about Jesus is that Jesus doesn't recoil. Jesus doesn't say, get away from me. He receives it. Can I help you in here? You don't have to like it. But Jesus likes it loud. I'll mess you up. Hallelujah. I said, I said, you don't have to like it. But Jesus likes it loud. The Bible says he came back shouting. And Jesus didn't tell you, shh, 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 that's out of order. <laughs> Jesus said, that's too much. That's over the top. You know how some people say, you know, take all that. Jesus didn't say none of that. Jesus received it. Woo, God, help me. Do I got anybody in here? Oh, God, who's so thankful. They're not afraid to become boisterous. With their praise, hallelujah, and lift their voice, hallelujah, and give God praise for what he has done. After all, he saved your soul. After all, you have eternal life right now. If something happens to you in the body, to be absent in the body is to be present before the Lord, hallelujah. I will forever be with the King. Everything this world has done for me is temporary. But what Jesus has done for me is eternal. I have life with no end. Some of you don't get it. I said I have life with no end. Hallelujah. My body is decaying. Hallelujah. And my body is dying. And my Bible says that my body is perishing day by day. But my spirit, my spirit man, the real me on the inside of me is being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. You don't hear what I'm saying. These gray hairs are lying on me. Hallelujah. My body tells you how old I am. Hallelujah. But my spirit don't have a number. My spirit existed before there was a body. That's why the Bible says before he formed me in the body, he already knew me. I said he already knew me. Oh, God have mercy in here. I'm young. In the spirit. Don't get it twisted. Matter of fact, I started counting again when I got saved. And you'll be wise to do the same because the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creature. Everything that was before is done away with and behold all things have become brand new hallelujah i've been saved 20 years baby hallelujah i don't care what you say i'm 20 years old hallelujah i'm 20 20. i'm 20 years old don't make me roller skate up here hallelujah i'm 20 years old hey 
I'm starting to get happy now. I know we got to go, and now I'm starting to get happy. Woo! Put the... Oh, God have mercy. I only celebrate a birthday to let you know how old my body is. That's the only reason I celebrate a birthday. You can't put a number on my spirit. My spirit is eternal. I'm saved. You don't hear what I'm saying. I ain't going to wear this watch where I'm going. Because where I'm going, there is no time. Or you don't hear what I'm saying. As long as you're in here, you're a creature of time. God made time for man to live in. But when I go to be with him, see, oh my God, if, if you really understood your Bible, you wouldn't be scared to die. Now I'm really going to mess with you. You would understand what death really is. Death is a hallway. Death is a corridor. Death is an elevator. Hallelujah. Death is the thing God is using to take us from one realm into another realm. Hallelujah. When I die, death comes. Hallelujah. Watch this. To take me out of time. And brings me into eternity. Hallelujah. Where there is no more time. Where there is no more sorrow. Where there is no more crying. Where there is no more pain. Where there is no more hurt. I wish I had a church in here that could get excited about what you have on the inside of you right now. I'm saved. I'm not getting saved. I'm saved right now. I'm saved. I got joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Woo! That's why, like Paul, I can say rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. To live is Christ and to die is gain. It's gain. It's gain. Hallelujah. Some of you don't get it. Some of you don't get it. Paul, Paul, I got to help you. I know this ain't even in my notes, but I'm just following the Holy Ghost. Paul got it so good. Paul got it so good. He said, watch this. I don't know how many people can say this. I don't even think I can say this. And I'm just being honest. Paul said, I'm torn between two desires. Whether to stay here with you which is beneficial for you or to go with him. Watch, 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 watch. Which is far greater. Ooh. Paul said, listen, the only reason I'm still here is because you need me. But if you didn't need me, talk to the hands. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? See ya. Do you understand what I'm saying? The revelation this man had. I ain't scared to die because somebody already died for me. Oh God. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? I know it's only Sunday. This is the beginning of Thanksgiving week. 
But you better start getting happy now. When you get before your family that don't know Jesus and ain't saved, they need to see the glory. Before you even say anything, they should see the glory. They should see the joy of the Lord. Did I, put, did I ever put C up there? Put C up there. Can I have two more minutes? Listen, Jesus can heal a group from a distance. We're leaving. Jesus can heal a group from a distance. And I feel a prophetic anointing in here. So I'm going to prophesy in Jesus' name. That the healing power of God is about to break loose in bunches. You didn't hear what I just said in here. That the healing power of God is about to break loose in and outside of the church in bunches. That there's a day coming in the real near future, hallelujah, where it ain't going to be just one person getting healed and leaving with the testimony, hallelujah. But God is going to start healing by subject. By subject. And God's going to come in the house and say, cancer. And anybody who has cancer in the room is going to get healed in bunches. He's going to say arthritis. And anybody who's experienced arthritis is going to get healed in bunches. He's going to say fibromyalgia. And anybody who's struggling with fibromyalgia is going to get healed in bunches. High blood pressure. And everybody, you don't, you don't hear, they're going to get healed in bunches. Do you believe it in here? If you believe it in here, give God praise like you know he can do it. If he can heal 10 lepers who are going through the same thing, he can heal anybody who has cancer, arthritis, migraines, hallelujah, high blood pressure. He's going to do it. I said he's going to do it. I know we got to go. Put the last one up there so I can send these people home. This is what else I learned. I don't know why I saved this one for last. Because I don't think it's going to make a lot of people shout. A life of thanksgiving is a life of prayer. Watch, 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 watch. Nine of them were ready to go back to business as usual. Nine of them were ready to go back to their regular activities. Nine of them, hallelujah, perhaps couldn't wait to get back so they could start working. Nine of them couldn't wait to get back, hallelujah, to have another chance to start a business, hallelujah, to do something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But one of them, one of them said, before I go back, I got to spend some time. Before I go about my business as usual, I got to first spend some time with Jesus. Before I open up that business, I got to first spend some time with Jesus. Before I go back to school, I got to first spend some time with Jesus. Before I deal with these kids that are driving me crazy, I got to first spend some time with Jesus. Hallelujah. Before I give up on this marriage, I got to first spend some time with Jesus. Ah, oh, God, help me in here. Before I accept the doctor's report, I got to first spend some time. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. 
we're going to leave. But I want to shake Merchantville before we leave. Out of the whole group, one of them came back and lifted up their voice and started shouting. And Jesus said, where are the other nine? I hear you shouting and you blessing me. But where are the rest of the shouts? When he said, where are the other nine? He was saying, I was expecting the whole group to come before me and open their mouth. I was not expecting for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine. I was expecting all of them. If I healed you, if I blessed you, I should have heard you. If you were a slave to sin and you are free because the sun set you free, the sun should hear you. God help me in here. Hallelujah. And so this Thanksgiving week, we want to make sure, hallelujah, that the whole group, I said that the whole group opens up their mouth and give God praise. The whole group, hallelujah. I said the whole group. And so what I want to do, hallelujah, I want us to do it together in one voice and one accord, hallelujah. And I want God, hallelujah, to shake this city like he shook the walls of Jericho when the people of God shouted. The Bible says they all shouted. All of them shouted. Not one of them, hallelujah, held their peace, hallelujah. My God, if you're in this place and you shy, hallelujah, it's about time you get rid of that shyness right about now, hallelujah. If you are in this place, hallelujah, and you say that's not your personality, it's time to get you some boldness right now in the name of Jesus because through every scripture I've read to you for the last couple of weeks, all I keep hearing is that God likes when you open up your mouth and give Him praise, hallelujah. So I want to count it down for you. And when I count it down, we're going to leave, hallelujah, but we're going to leave this place shouting in the name of Jesus. Are you ready, church? One, two, three. Give God praise in here. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. 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 They got healed when they obeyed. They got healed when they obeyed. Hallelujah. Open up your mouth right there where you are and watch the healer come. Watch the healer come. Watch the healer come. Heal somebody right now in the name of Jesus. Fill somebody right now with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Minister to somebody right now 
in the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, have your way in this place right now. Set free. Deliver. 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 Deliver somebody. Deliver somebody in their mind. Deliver somebody in their body. Deliver somebody relationally. Deliver somebody emotionally. Right now. Right now. Woman, thou art loose. Woman, thou art loose. Loose that man and let him go. Loose that man. I command you in the name of Jesus and let him go. Free that marriage. Free those kids. Hallelujah. 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 I wish I had somebody in here like David that can say, I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times, at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth, in my mouth. I was created to praise him. I was created to praise him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We're leaving, we're leaving. It's late. We took longer than usual. Hallelujah. But this is our Thanksgiving service. Listen. I'm not praising God just for me. I got family members that don't know Jesus. The J-Ball ministry is going to go out on Thursday morning to minister to people who don't know Jesus. I got family members that are bound. There are people out on the street that are bound. And my Bible allows me to know that my praise does not just have the power to free me but it has the power to free somebody who's still in their chains who's still in their cell oh God you don't hear me what I'm saying you know the story you know Paul and Silas hallelujah are in jail at midnight and the Bible says they start praising God and the Bible says that every jail cell only two men were praising but every jail cell all the doors in that place flung open hallelujah and so i want to give god a thanksgiving praise for the word today i don't need to see it hallelujah i believe that when i praise him this time in thanksgiving he's gonna save my cousin you don't hear what i'm gonna he's gonna save my stepbrother you don't hear what I'm saying. He's going to save my family that don't know him. He's going to save those that are locked up and bound and can't get out for themselves. You try to get out. You can't get out. Hallelujah. Perhaps you're watching me on the internet. Hallelujah. This praise is for you. Hallelujah. Come on, church. One last time. One, two, three. Somebody's deliverance. It's dependent upon your praise. Don't be cute with it. Don't be cute. Hallelujah. Praise God. Like you want to see your sister healed. Praise God. Like you want to see your brother delivered. Praise God. Like you want to see your whole family 
in heaven rejoicing at the Lamb's Supper. I want my whole family there. getting the victory we're all crossing the Jordan we're all going to take the land when those walls come down not just me not just the leaders all of us all of us We're leaving now, church. But you need to take home with you a thanksgiving spirit. My mom always taught me to say thank you. I don't know what, I don't know what's wrong with some of these kids today. Like saying thank you is hard. You know, I know the power of praise because I'm a praiser. Ain't nobody got to work me up to praise God. I'll praise God all by myself. My wife will tell you. I could be in the house sitting down, just reading my Bible by myself. And if the word, because it's one thing to read your Bible and it's another thing when the Bible starts reading you. If you ever sat down and spent some time with God and God started reading you. Man, I'm liable. Maybe not right now because of my leg, but I'll jump out of my seat and give God a praise wherever I am. I'll be, down the, I'll be in the car. My wife's the same way. We'll be in the car and she gets to praise and not a red light. And I, I, I remember this happened recently. She's at a red light in a car right next to her. And she going to town, praising God. And the person in the passenger seat is looking at her. And I said, honey, you know the person in the car next to you is looking at you. She was like, I don't care. Let them see me. Yeah. When I'm at home, I'm closing, saints, I promise. When I'm at home and I hear the voice of one of my little ones, my little ones at eight and five, when I hear the voice of one of my little ones and the tone is, is moderate, daddy, and I'm, and I'm reading, maybe I'm doing something, I might not even answer right away because it's moderate. It, there's nothing alarming about the tone of the voice. And so I might even wait till they come, finally get to me, and then say, yes, son. But if I, but if I hear them say, daddy, it, that'll make that one, because the octave is a little higher, it'll make me stop what I'm doing. I might not move yet, 
but it'll make me stop. And it'll make me respond. If it's Noah, yes, Noah. If it's Levi, Levi, yeah. Toby, what? And I'll wait for them to let me know what it is that's going on. But if I'm sitting down, I could be eating. I could be studying. I could be really busy. But if I hear, Daddy! I'm jumping out of my seat. And before my legs could hit the ground, I will already be on my way to where they are to make sure that they're all right. And I don't care what's fighting them at that moment. I don't, I don't care if it's a devil. I don't care if it's an alligator. I don't care if it's a shark. If you have my baby, you are going to let him go. You don't hear what I'm saying. The tone of their voice has everything to do with how this father responds. If you don't need nothing from God in this place, you could sit there and be cute and just throw up your hands and say, Daddy. Daddy, thank you. But if you're in here and you need a miracle, that's all I should have said. If you're in here and you need a miracle, if you're in here and you need deliverance, if you're in here and you need healing, I'm here to tell you Jesus is passing by. I said he's passing by. He might not even be walking in your direction, but he's passing by. And my question to you is, how bad do you need him? What are you going to do right now? He's passing by. He's passing by. He's a moving God and he's passing by. You who need him in a bad way, what are you prepared to do? What are you going to do? Like blind Bartimaeus, are you going to shout, Jesus, like Zacchaeus? Will you run? Will you run like Zacchaeus? Hallelujah. What are you going to do? Like the woman with the issue of blood, will you press through the crowd and reach for him? What are you going to do?